What's up, you guys? This is another episode of the Triple Option Report. We're talking about sports, comics, and pop culture. And of course, as usual, this is my preview episode for this upcoming weekend in football, both college and the NFL. So first off with college, the major games on Saturday, uh, the noon games. First off is the game of the week, Penn State and Ohio State. Arguably up to this point, I said this last week with Oregon and Washington, and it's happening again. This is the biggest regular season game of the year so far. So, Penn State and Ohio State are both undefeated. They both have great defenses. Uh, they both have pretty good offenses. With their own, like, holes, but it doesn't really matter because there's a lot of talent on both offenses and they score good enough anyway. Average both over 30 points a game, so, you know, it's still really good. But their strengths are their defenses and their physicality. So, first off with this matchup, Penn State is interesting because they average well over 30 points a game, yet I think they might be, if I'm correct, I believe they're the least explosive offense in the country. Really enough, it's gradually gain yards on you. It's gradually move the ball constantly. But they don't ever, if ever, put up like 20 plus yard plays on you. So like a lot of their passing plays too are very short distance too, like intentionally. So like, yeah, like, like their offense is not like it's very methodical super super methodical not really any explosion whatsoever no bombs or anything like that so like like Ohio State's offense is not what it was in the past like it statistically is not nowhere near their running game is probably their weak point like they just have objectively not a good running game this year but like their passing game is still really good but it's nowhere near the insane stats they're putting up for the last I don't even know, decade at this point. So, like, this is a unique matchup this year. Very physical. I expect a lot of physicality. I expect a, a really good defensive play. I expect very little points. Um, To me, even though it's in the horseshoe, it's at Ohio State, I don't know why. I think Penn State probably gets the edge. I think that, like I said, Penn State's weakness on offense is that it's very methodical, and they barely ever, like, have plays that are even built, let alone exp- like players who are explosive enough to, to, to break away and like gain 30 plus yards on you. So like that could be taken advantage of by a, a, a defense, especially one as good as Ohio State's this year. But Ohio State's running game is objectively not good just in general. Not just like system wise. Like it's just not good. So I don't know. I think I feel like in I, statistically speaking, Penn State does have a better defense than Ohio State, even though both are like elite. Penn State is, what, number one in total defense and, like, top three in scoring? So, I think that because of that, I think Penn State gets the edge over Ohio State in a very low-scoring physical game. So, yeah, that's my first big prediction. Game of the week. Uh, other major noon game is actually a service academy game. Air Force and Navy. Air Force is undefeated. They're finally ranked. Should have been ranked for the last two weeks, honestly. Uh, they're facing a Navy team that started out really slow, but they definitely picked it up lately. And I don't know. Air Force is out there starting quarterback, so this is going to be an interesting game. I think Navy's offense has definitely picked up the last few weeks, and Air Force's defense is elite, like legit top five in the country in almost every category. So I, it'll be a low. I don't think it'll be like a high scoring game, and because they're both running triple option, definitely will be a high scoring game. Uh, I think Air Force still gets the edge, even without their starting quarterback. I think they have enough talent around. Their defense is good enough that. I think they get they they get the edge in a low scoring, very close game. Uh, 
Now as for the afternoon games, Oregon and Washington State. Oregon has to face Washington last week. They got to stick in the state of Washington, go this time all the way to Pullman. Uh, I think, well, actually, no, Washington goes to Oregon. <laughs> but yeah, like, like this is going to be a good game. Washington State, I think, is going to come to this game a lot more. Just like they want to act like that never happened last week. I have no idea what happened to Washington State last week in Arizona. They got demolished. That was completely out of character. I think that they turn around. And I think Oregon still kind of recovering from just a lot from last week against Washington. It was a great game, game of the week, honestly, to me, up to this point. But I think Oregon still gets the edge. I think it'll be a high-scoring game, but I think Oregon gets the edge at the end. Uh, Tennessee-Bama, honestly, it could seem like exactly how it was last year. Probably more lower scoring because Bama's offense isn't as good as it was last year. And Tennessee, their offense isn't as good either, but... Tennessee slowly but surely started to, to, they have flaws and holes, but they've learned the last few weeks how to get around those holes. And I think that's a good thing. Like a much, way better than what it was last year where they had just had a lot of talent and they just kind of stuck with that. They're now starting to play around any faults or flaws they might have and just like trying to, to cover them up in, in as best way as possible. It's working. I think it's going to continue to work because Bama, I think, is a very flawed team in itself. Like, how they barely got by Arkansas last week. I don't think they can play like that against Tennessee. I think Tennessee gets the edge. I, I don't think it'll be a moderately scoring. Like, it won't be a high-scoring game, but I don't, think, I don't think it'll be as low-scoring as Ohio State-Penn State or Air Force-Navy. So I think Tennessee gets the edge, just like last year. Uh, Minnesota-Iowa, the game that a lot of people think is going to be the lowest-scoring game of the year. It actually, if I'm correct, I think the... Combined score in Vegas for both is below 30, which is insane. <laughs> like, I've never seen that before, honestly. Uh, <laughs> I, I I think it will be below 30, honestly. Um, Iowa's a weird team because their offense is horrendous, yet they have, like, one or two big plays every single game, it seems. So, like, in spite of that, even though, yeah, like, they have one or two big explosive games. Like, and that's how they usually score, score an offense, weirdly enough, is that they he, don't really gradually get down the field. They just have like one or two like 50 plus yard plays out of nowhere. That's how they did it against Purdue. That's how they did it against Wisconsin. That's how they've done it all year, practically. So like, Minnesota, well, the one thing about Minnesota is though, this year is that they have a really good running game. So and it's improved like greatly throughout the year. So I, I don't know. I think that via Minnesota's running game, I think Minnesota pulls off the upset. Now, like I said, they've been tr- they've been this close for probably a decade and a half now at this point with the Florida Rosedale. It's been super down to the wire. I think this year, I don't know why, I- I'm going to pull the upset, and I-, I think Minnesota pulls off the win here. Now, as for the other uh, interesting Big Ten matchup this afternoon, uh, Wisconsin-Illinois. This is another one that's going to be pretty very close and not... A lot of points scored either. Wisconsin looked awful against Iowa last week, and their quarterback is hurt now. And how that offense plays, it's around the quarterback this year. So that's a big blow. Illinois is coming off a huge upset win over Maryland, and they actually played like how a lot of people thought they would play this year, especially on defense, finally, last week. So 
You combine both those things and the fact that Illinois has had Wisconsin's number uh, a few times. They've given them tough games quite a few times over the last uh, few years. So, I don't know, since like 2019. And and, and I don't know, Like I, I feel like, I, I think Wisconsin bounces back and they get a, a very close down to the wire win over Illinois, but I would not be surprised if Illinois pulls off another upset here. Uh, now, Oak, South Carolina and Missouri is an interesting matchup. I think I, South Carolina has been a very disappointing team. They've been a brutal first half of the season, and the second half is going to be a lot easier. But the offensive line has been awful. Uh, the defense in general has been awful. And Missouri's offense is really good. I don't know. I do think Missouri's defense has a lot of holes. But South Carolina's is... You thought Missouri's defense was kind of wishy-washy. South Carolina's defense is terrible. And their own line is a travesty. I don't know. I like. I think South Carolina. I thought they'd be good enough to win seven, eight games this year, even with that schedule. But that old line is is seriously lacking. And I don't know why, but for some weird reason, I think it might be biasness. I'm picking South Carolina to pull off the ups, an upset here. I think the offense finally wakes up. The offense has woken up. The offense is there. It's just the old line is not. But I don't know. I feel like South Carolina's old line. They had these games on occasion where they actually play somewhat well. Or the offense plays so good in spite of it, like Mississippi State. And I feel like if South Carolina can pull off another Mississippi State, then uh, I, I don't know. I, I feel like they could pull off the upset here. So yeah, I think South Carolina really can pull off the upset. Would not be surprised if they do over Missouri. Uh, Oklahoma State, West Virginia is going to be an interesting game. Two teams that looked awful and looked dead in the water at the beginning of the season, and now both look like like they could shoot, like they could win eight, nine games this year out of nowhere. Where, like, this thing is, they both flip the switch. Like, literally, just immediately, out of nowhere. Oklahoma State, to me, seems like the hotter team, though. And I think it'll be a high-scoring game, but I think Oklahoma State gets the edge because they're the hotter team. And uh, the final major big uh, afternoon game is Toledo, Miami, Ohio. These are two premier teams in the MAC this year. These are two teams I think should be ranked or at least get receiving votes this year right now. These are two teams to watch out. They could both sneak into that, uh, uh, whoever wins is going to sneak into that New Year's Six spot. And I, I think Toledo gets the edge, but I, like I said, this one's a, a back and forth. This is a toss-up. This is a prime definition of a toss-up. These are two equally matched teams, both really good. Miami of Ohio and Toledo are both very good. But I think Toledo, I don't know why, I think Toledo might get the edge. But again, like I said, it's a toss-up, so either way works, honestly, to me. Uh... Now, as for the primetime games, Ole Miss, Auburn, Auburn's, their their offense is terrible, man. Auburn's offense is really bad. And I think combining that with the fact that Ole Miss's offense is really good, I, or like, yeah, I, I just don't know. I don't see a way Auburn wins this game, honestly. Like, Ole Miss is going to win this game rather comfortably. I would be shocked if they didn't. Kansas State, TCU, TCU, uh, they've been kind of up and down this year. I don't know what to think of them. Uh, I know Kansas State, they have a couple losses that are very questionable. Losing to Oklahoma State. Now it doesn't look that bad because Oklahoma State looks, I don't know, we're pretty good. And the loss to Missouri at first looked questionable, but now Missouri looks really good. So maybe Kansas State isn't that bad. And I, think they're, I just think they're better than TCU on paper, just across the board. So, yeah, like, and their backup quarterback looked really good, Kansas State. So... He looks like he has a very high upside, like a very high upside. So, I think Kansas State wins this 
by probably two touchdowns, honestly, over TCU. Uh, Michigan, Michigan State. Oh, dear. Ooh, Michigan's been the talk of the town this week in college football. The whole Spygate thing, whatever. It act like there was a, 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 a cabal, a rotten cabal of spies going on. And <laughs> what was it? A, a, a former Marine was like one dead guy or whatever. Like, it's a lot. It's weird. Um, personally, I think it's kind of not a nothing burger. No pun intended. But, yeah, like, like I don't think it's anything crazy, honestly. And I think if there is something, probably just a slap on the wrist. And we might not even find out till like, years later. So, like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like Michigan, combined that, the fact that Michigan State already is their ri- rival, one of their main ones. What happened last year with the players assaulting the Michigan player in the tunnel, uh, along with uh, uh, the fact that Michigan didn't beat Michigan State as badly as they thought they should have. They weren't very good at, at scoring in the red zone, in the goal line. In the last last year's game, combining that with the fact that Michigan State, uh, their president was talking about the whole situation of spying and all that, and how Michigan State was thinking that they probably was like at least it was leaked that they were contemplating that they weren't even going to play this game, and I, I just feel like Michigan's not happy about that. And also the fact that Michigan State's not good, I just feel like Michigan's really not happy right now. They're pissed. They're very good. Uh, like, if you look at just straight up what they've done to teams, they've been the most dominant team in the country this year. I do not see this being close. I think this is a blowout. I think this is going to be a nasty blowout. I, mm-mm. like, they're, what, 24-point favorites? I would take that in a heartbeat. They're going to beat Michigan State by way more than 24 points. This That's going to be a bloodbath. Uh, Florida State-Duke is going to be the opposite of a bloodbath. That is going to be a barn burner. It's going to go down to the wire. Duke's I underestimated them. I thought without the starting quarterback that they'd struggle in NC State and lose. They dominated NC State. So, <laughs> okay. And then, it, 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 like I said, like, Florida State, it's, their defense is questionable. I've been saying this all year. Uh, they've gone back and forth with a lot of teams in, in conference play this year so far. I think only one game was really a blowout, and that was Syracuse for Florida State. I think Florida State and Duke is going to be uh, back and forth down to the wire. Pretty high-scoring game. But I think Florida State at the end gets the edge. I think the talent difference gives them the edge. But, like I said, Duke's going to give them a, a battle. USC-Utah. How has USC recovered from the, the the funk they've been in for the last three to four weeks? Like, like it's always been a defense. But last week, it was the offense. A lot of Caleb Williams was not playing how he usually plays. He played his worst game of his career last week. Like, they were really bad. Demons actually wasn't even that bad. Like, like they gave up... I don't know if they even gave 300 yards of offense in Notre Dame. But they gave up 48 points because the offense kept coughing the ball up. So, like, like yeah, in Utah, though, yes, Utah's defense is very good. It's elite. But Utah is a very broken-down team. They got even more broken down last week. I don't know why I think USC bounces back because of that. I just think that if this is a healthy Utah team, they win, I think. But because it's not, I give the edge to, to USC. Miami and Clemson. This is a battle of two teams that, like, this is a make or break for both teams. If Miami loses, it's over. Four and three. It's probably eight and four, seven and five. If Clemson loses, it's over. 
four and three, uh, probably eight and four, seven and five. So yeah, like like for both teams, this is make or break. I don't know who wins this game, honestly. It depends on how healthy Talia Van Dyke is. If he's even like he's playing, but I don't know. I don't know how healthy he is. If he's playing, if he plays like he did, not like pre these last two weeks prior to these last two weeks, if he plays like he did prior to these last two weeks for the whole rest of the, of the season, then he, yeah, Miami, I think, should win this game. Because he was playing lights out. He was playing like a, like a Heisman contender until, like, the last two weeks. If he's not, then, yeah, Clemson's going to win this one. And I would not be surprised if it's very comfortably. Like, it all depends on how healthy and how good Tyler Van Dyke plays. So, like, like it, it's... This is a toss-up. I don't really know what the result will be. I, I'm giving the edge to Miami. But, again, I don't even know, honestly. This is the definition. Another definition of, of, of a toss-up. Like, like Toledo, Miami, Ohio. Both Miami games are, are toss-ups to me. I have no idea who's going to win. So, yeah, that was all my predictions for, for college football this week. Uh, for the major games. I have predictions for all of them. They're my medium page. Uh, under my name, Blake William. Mm-hmm. But it's now time for my NFL predictions. Now, with NFL this week, uh, Lions Ravens. Ravens looked much better last week. It is at Baltimore, but Detroit looks so good, man. I'll say this if it goes down to a battle of kickers, then the Ravens win. Because they obviously have a way better kicker than Detroit. But. If Detroit gets this game, like if their defense is, is on board like it usually is, it, I think Detroit pulls off the win here. I think it'll be a close game, but I think Detroit pulls off the I, I for me I think Detroit gets the edge. Detroit looks like if they had a good kicker, to me, low key, they'd actually be the most complete team in the NFL. Like we talk about how they like ironic like unironically might be the, the the favorites to win the whole thing this year. Like in terms of actual sheer talent on that team, if they had a good kicker, they'd probably they would be the most complete team in the NFL. I don't really know a flaw on this team, Detroit. Like they're that good. And I but yeah, I like like I think it is I mean it'll be a close game, but I think Detroit just just has too much firepower. The Ravens are getting healthier, but they're still a little too hard for me. So I'll go to the edge to Detroit. Uh the Bills and Patriots, my goodness, the Patriots. They're they're just what a rough year for them. It's not gonna get any better. Bills are gonna Oh dear. Yeah, the Bills are a six point favorite. I expect them to win by more than that. I don't think this game's gonna be close. Yeah. Uh Chargers and, and Chiefs. Um the Chargers find ways to lose. That's really it, honestly. Like they they're the most snake bit team in the NFL, historically speaking. They, like rivaled only by the Vikings for a reason. And the Chiefs, they can't lose at all, really. Like they find ways to win this year. So like combining both those as in Kansas City, I think we all know who's gonna win that game. Uh sure. And Dolphins Eagles. That is by far the biggest game this week, including the Monday Night Football matchup. Uh, the Dolphins, our offense is explosive. We already know the Shrat guys in that team. Uh, Raheem Moster was, uh, uh, if I'm correct, a Big Ten champion for Purdue. And he's he was, I believe he was in the semifinals for either an Olympic 
uh, trials for men's 100 meter dash or like the world championships, I mean, the national championships, which is a qualifier for the world championships in men's 100 meter dash for Team USA. Who is the fastest country in the world right now for the last few years, honestly, post Bolt? So, like, he's fast. Uh, Devon Ache, like, he's fast. Dude was a very good 200 meter sprinter in college for Texas A&M. And then, obviously, Tyreek Hill. What can we say about him? This man, he was in, if I'm correct, the Youth Olympics. He was in uh, Youth World Championships in track and field, if I'm correct. And he's won medals in both. He's legit. He's competed against actual, like, Olympians in sprinting in his, like, in his younger years, his high school years, and, like, early college years. So, like, he's a legit sprinter, too. When you have a skill position back, like, when your skill position players are that fast, that Jalen Waddle is objectively the fourth fastest, that's saying something. I, I like that. They're, they're just cartoonishly fast. The Eagles showed... they ha- The Eagles have not really been dominant all year. they kind of gotten by with wins, but they looked flawed in them. Nowhere near as dominant as they looked last year. And I just think after last week... I don't know. I feel like this is a bad matchup for them. I feel like the Dolphins are going to win this game. I know the fe- the Eagles are favored and it's in Philadelphia. And I feel like, yeah, people are going to think like, oh, this, they're going to have a bounce back after whatever the heck that was last week. But I think that was kind of just like the floodgates opening. They've been playing nowhere near as good as they did last year up to this point, but they've been just pulling off wins. And they finally broke against the Jets. And a Jets team without their two top DBs at that, which is crazy. So, like, I think that continues this week. I think another AFC East team beats the Eagles. And I think it's the Dolphins. Yeah, the Dolphins can look really good, man. It's, it's stupid fast. Only team that's beaten them this year is the Bills, who look stupid dominant all year at this point, post-week one. So, yeah, I I, I don't know. Like, I, I think the Dolphins get the win here. I think they're a little too fast for the Eagles this year. And the Monday Night Football matchup is the Niners and Vikings. Hmm, I'll go with... What it, again, like, come on. This is exactly like uh, the Chiefs uh, Chargers, right? A team that just knows ways to lose, like the Vikings. It's a team that it's very difficult for them to lose. That's the Niners. Who do you think wins? Of course, it's the Niners. So, yeah, the San Francisco 4 now is going to win Monday Night Football matchup. So, that's it for my uh, predictions. Uh, congrats to WNBA champions. That's what I was correct about. Las Vegas Aces, to me, they're a top three WNBA team all time. If they win again next year, oh, you're you're looking at something like might be the greatest, honestly. Which is saying a lot. If, it, if for people who know about the WNBA historically, that's saying a lot. So, like special and Asia Wilson, a beast. Like, like I know she didn't win MVP, but she's the best player in in the WNBA. Straight up. So, I like, it, it, just a special team. And the WNBA, Women's College Basketball, both look super hot this year. I'm going to be talking about the NBA uh, season coming up in my next episode. So, look out for that. So, thank you all for listening. Uh, without you guys, I can't do this. Without you guys, this isn't happening. Uh, and for also for downloading and subscribing and liking and following because again without you guys doing that i can't do this 
Uh, and also, follow me on, on social media, on Twitter, at Pulliam, P-U-L-L-I-A-M, underscore Blake, all lowercase. On uh, threads, Blake, underscore Pulliam1, all lowercase. And on TikTok, the Triple Ops Report, just like my podcast. Also, I want to say something before we leave. Um, I could be changing up the schedule a little this upcoming week. I'll do episodes on Monday and Friday. I'm going to take up the Wednesday episodes and just do Monday and Friday. If you notice, I haven't really been doing a lot of Wednesday episodes lately. It's usually been Monday and then like Thursday and then Friday, something like that. That's going to change this upcoming week. So I'll just have two episodes a week. Nothing drastic's happening. Don't worry. Nothing crazy is happening. Just make the workload be a lot easier on me. Podcasts are not easy to do on a weekly basis. And keep that up consistently. So that's it for today. See you guys again on Monday. Now, Mondays and Fridays. See you guys. Bye.